quick question, guys. Just start things off on a good foot, as they say. Uh, just a quick question. I guess that the question, if I had to phrase uh-huh. it, would uh, be, what are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> what are you buying? Got a lot of good things, stranger. I I do. I've got, I had I've an... got gadgets and gizmos aplenty, oh. stranger. You, you have a thingamabob? Uh, who's it and what's it galore? <laughs> do you uh, what, the, do, uh, Russ, do you want thingamabobs? Uh, no, I'm looking for a dinglehopper. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have a dinglehopper, would you? Uh, well, it depends on what you mean by dinglehopper, stranger. You know, something that they use to, like, comb their hair? Oh, no, I have a sort of sexual aid <laughs> called a dinglehopper. Stranger. <laughs> That's got many good attachments for it, stranger, for five gemstones. I am selling things. Do you have anything for, for uh, what would you say to that if uh, I told you, you I was selling things? You sell me your shit, stranger. <laughs> I mean, what have you got? I'll listen. I already uh, got I've, a dingle hopper, so I don't need two of those. Yeah, I've got three kinds of herbs. Yeah, all right, I'll try it. What, what do we do, like cilantro? No, no, I've got yeah. the yellow kind. And I've got oh. green, <laughs> basil, and red. Red basil. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it for a nice price, right? Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, and this is on the up and up, right? We passed legalization Absolutely a while ago, so. Not, stranger, I do not have lost my business license, stranger. Oh shit! You have to have a special license to sell a sexual aid to sell yeah. out of your cape. Yes, stranger. This cape is so heavy, stranger. My friend Dennis, he's also a merchant. He's got like a wagon that he keeps all his shit in. But me, I just do it sort of in my jacket, stranger. It's very heavy. Yeah, and you move around a lot. And it's some of these things are wicked sharp, stranger. They're poking my <laughs> tummy every time I take a step. And there's zombies fucking everywhere, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think we're losing it a little bit. The more he talks, the more I feel like we're no, losing he's just, it. He's it's just relaxed stranger, with us. He's not formal. Zombies all over the place, stranger. Bro. Is it is it unhelpful to have a jacket full of vibrating dildos in a zombie world? Hold on. There goes, there goes one right there. Hold on. <laughs> no, dang it. <laughs> not that one. Nope, not that one either. <laughs> nope, not that one. Stranger, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take the jacket off. Okay. You just sort of root around in there. Grab well, that's strange. It's, it's vibrating away. Like it is. Oh, it has its own. Fare thee well. Justin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name is my voice hurts. My name is yeah, Griffin McElroy and I know the best game of the deep. week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Frustrating and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club, pal. And just by wandering into our clubhouse here and uh, and and listening to this here podcast, you've become a member. Um, we've got a, n- a new old game to talk about, the latest in a series of uh, Resident Evil uh, remakes. This is Resident Evil 4. Chris Plant, what's so special about this one? 
Resident Evil 4 remake continues Capcom's thrilling remakes of Resident Evil 2, 3, and now this one. What did they change? Well, they made them actually fun to play for people who are new. <laughs> That's it, baby. That's it, baby. We're gonna, And it seems like there wouldn't be more to say, but God, God, I hope there is. Because we are going to take a break <laughs> and come back right after this. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. I watched a some gameplay from OG Resident evil four and i had i've played that game a lot of times we recently replayed it for i think a discussion last year and in that span of time i forgot you can't move and aim a gun at the same time Mm. which is outrageous which is bananas considering that this is a game about being chased and shooting the things that are chasing you uh huge that just for that resident evil 4 remake 10 out of 10 you can move while you aim perfect so this is my first time playing resident evil 4 like really in earnest right yeah because you spent what five minutes playing not a whole lot with the last one because my immediate impression was this is a miserable experience because you can't move a name yeah right i mean it's it's valid it's It's valid yeah hey good news plant yeah (laughs) the arrest is your opinions valid (laughs) hey i'm 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 gratefully does because i have a feeling there are a lot of resident evil 4 fans who still think not um this is a weird game as somebody who has played every resident evil game but this one even umbrella chronicles oh no i like the mainline ones all the The mainline ones ones. (laughs) yes and in code veronica and all that stuff it's a weird game in how um Wow, this must have felt like a really shocking departure (laughs) after Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 back in the day. And I know that I I am here just to voice the buffoon opinions of, of of, I don't know, I'm sure there are people like old dozens of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. People that that didn't experience it the first time around. Yeah, this was the first time that there was a Resident Evil game with like, you know, not being able to move while aiming aside, actually good controls and actually yeah. good camera. This was the first <laughs> mm-hmm. time it ever happened. So people were blown the fuck away. 
Yeah, it's it's funny that uh, to to leverage that complaint about re- original Resident Evil Four because compared to Resident Evils yes. One through Three with their their tank controls, this game was fucking next level interaction, baby. Yeah, you were uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey, basically. Yeah, more or less. Let's, let's talk about the beginning of the game, the very beginning, the entry. You go into okay. the village. Some might say a Resident Evil village. Sure. That yeah. feels like a lot of confidence in hindsight where they were like, hey, you have so much control now. We can throw a trillion zombies at you. Yeah. Um, and that will be, quote, fun. And yeah. I... It, Griffin, you mentioned last time that you were not a big fan of that Shit talking. Yeah, big time. Yeah you, yeah, you roll up into the village, and it starts this... Th- this game's combat encounters can be quite long. I just did one this morning that was just mm. sort of one area, a horde of zombies, and it took me maybe like 25 minutes to wow. shoot my way <laughs> through it. Um, I can't even think of what area that was. It's it 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 was uh it's I'm still in the village. I have not oh, okay. uh, made it too too far uh through, but it's I'm on like chapter 3, I think. Yeah. Um mm. and uh they have improved it dramatically this time around. Being able to run away from the horde of zombies as they are. And by zombies, I mean human beings. Uh as they are chasing you with farming imp- implements, that is already pretty cool. The first time that I was aiming a pistol and trying to take out a uh you know one of these evil villager zombie guys, uh and they threw an axe at me and I sidestepped it while yeah. aiming, I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, get cool. I get it now." Um and then I ran through a barn and shot a lantern and set a cow on fire, and then that cow set everyone else on fire. And I was like, "Okay, they fixed it." They yeah, did a, they, now. They, now, they this updated is the game. This is a good one now. Um, felt bad for the cow, but okay. I saved a lot of ammo thanks to that beautiful beast. So yeah, it's funny because because the mo- not to f- fixate on it, but the moving while aiming thing, it doesn't make th- a huge impact because you really can't move very quickly while you're aiming. Like you, it's you're pretty glacial. Just the minor adjustments that you can make makes just makes the feel a lot world of difference. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, other, other, other than that though, there's, I mean, the game looks f- phenomenal. It's amazing Gorgeous. how much Capcom has like just crushed this engine. Yeah. Like, it, and that they just keep remaking games in this engine and they all look gorgeous and feel great. And, and pretty and scalable. Like it doesn't have sure. huge uh, techno demands. Like a lot of systems can run these games. Yeah. They, apparently the PS4 version has some pretty gnarly oh. issues uh, yeah. that it's been getting kind of review bombed. Oh, for. well, that's um, never mind. <laughs> it does run on Steam Deck for what it's worth, but it does. runs great uh, on Steam Deck. <laughs> the world is a lot bigger i i i would say this time around it, yeah. it's also a lot easier to navigate i think because of some improvements to the map which is nice um but the original resident evil 4 was a little bit um hallway e it was a yeah, little bit yeah they, they like kind of railroaded you in certain into certain um, areas and i think there's like three acts in the game and i think in each of the acts there's really no moment where you're like locked off from like going back to exploring another area within a previous act. Yeah. Whereas before, I think there might've been some like hard walls it, where you couldn't. And there's back. some, there's some areas that are much, much, much more open, like the lake doing the somewhat lake. of a yeah. God of war thing. Sure. Um, which is, which is very cool. Uh, 
yeah, I'm having a fucking great time, man. I I uh I love the original Resident Evil Four because of uh that that sense of exploration and the power sort of curve on that game is is gorgeous. Like yeah. the the way that Leon sort of become like goes from this uh, uh largely unarmed <laughs> uh interloper uh, who is just getting pursued relentlessly by an army of of uh, zombie villagers? Uh, to like, I am now a demigod with a you know shotgun that shoots fire or whatever. Uh, is 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 really great, and I'm you know I'm not that far in the game, but I can already sort of feel that it has has been reinforced more. Yeah. Juice, what what is your uh, first impression? I really dug it. I mean, I I don't have a great um, memory for these games that I've only played once, which like RE4 is definitely one of those. Like it was cool, but I I kind of got it and moved on with my life. Um, I'm just so impressed by how sort of like at least on like the the standard difficulty setting, how like sort of generous it is with stuff like yeah. ammo and health and things like that. I wasn't really the, the times when I was struggling with resource management was times where I was too up my own ass about it. Yeah. Where it's like I need yeah. to scrimp and save every you know i could you, you, i could have five knives instead of four knives if i could just do this bit again but uh if you could <laughs> let go of that stuff um it's pretty like generous with the resources the the pistol especially felt bad to me at first because i think that i it's it's like really uh the the herky-jerky movements of the guys really is frustrating if you're trying to like pop off headshots a lot but if you're patient a little bit, which yeah. feels weird, but like find waiting yeah. until they are ready to be shot rather than just right. like panicking about it, uh, that really helped. Yeah, if you stand still while you're aiming, that makes like a huge difference. It's way more fun. Yeah, Let, let's pause there See, because one thing funny. I, I <laughs> no, I, I love this about Resident Evil Four, the original when I did play it, which again, not a lot of love for many things. The red dot sight is great. Yeah, And that was really useful for me to tell when a shot was lined up because obviously a big red dot, it, it's bigger on their head because it's closer to you. It's like basic shape logic. Well, it's also precise. Um, it well, Yes, it's, it's both precise because and... Whereas like the reticle... Like, yeah, whenever a big giant red dot appears on the screen because it's not in the distance, you know to push the trigger. And sure. I, I think the choice to switch to a reticle, I understand why it's done. But I I would have liked to have both options. But I, I'm going to guess that there is some reason why they got rid of it. You know, some smart game dev reason of, oh, actually, so, would have made it miserable. Okay, so so just to be clear, uh, in the original Resident Evil 4, every single gun automatically had a red dot sight. Like shotgun, rifle, whatever, you name it, had a red dot sight. In this game, there are guns that support the red dot sight, but it's an, a separate attachment that you need to buy from the vendor, and it only works on certain guns. So I think the starting yeah, it's pistol, not default. and yeah, it's not a default. Um, I completely agree with you. I think it's more fun using it because it literally tells you where your shot is going to land versus the reticle, which you know has bloom now. And like you know, if you're moving, the bloom gets really big. Yeah. There's a there's like a late game gun that has like comically large uh, bloom when you move at all, like even a step, and uh, but having a, a red dot on it is like a total game changer. So it's an interesting balance thing, but I kind of agree with you, Plant. Like, I wish 
they would have just given out all the guns red dots because it felt so freaking good the first time around. True. But I don't know. Kind of a minor quibble. Yeah. Um, um, what did y'all think about the changes? Because, that, again, that, that part's relatively invisible to me. Yeah, so the they added stealth, which the g- first game really did not have. So you yeah. can, like, sneak around and, like, stealth kill zombies now, or whatever they are. Zombies. Uh, and y- that is new. They also added, like, durability to the knives, which I realize, like, people that hate Breath of the Wild probably getting a little worried about but this, that- but... That's a necessary balance to, yeah. for the fact that you can use knives to stealth kill. You can use them to instant kill enemies that you have like toppled over in a certain yeah. way. You can also use them, and I've just started really utilizing this, and it has changed the game for me. There's a parry that you can do yep. now, um, which is great because most enemies are you, you know use uh, axes or scythes or pitchforks or whatever. And with the tap of a button, in exchange for a little bit of durability of that weapon, you can block the attack. And if you do it with good enough timing, you can uh, set them up for a counter, like, melee knockdown attack. Uh, yeah. Which, if you are struggling with the game, I really feel like that uh, gameplay mechanic is intended to be utilized a lot. Um, also, especially if you're playing on a harder difficulty. The very first time you get to a shop, you can upgrade all your weapons, right? You can yeah. almost fully upgrade your like main knife right at the top. And then a lot of the headaches around this are not really headaches. With anymore. the durability, you can increase the durability. And there are there's yeah, another yeah, yeah. knife you can get and the, uh, there are like more disposable knives you'll find. I never for what it's worth my first time through, there was never a moment where it was like, oh, fuck, I just don't have a knife. I think I have five knives right now, and I yeah. use them a lot. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, uh, it's pretty generous. Um, I think Real the other Gabe changes were, they added, like, <laughs> John Bomber. Hey, I don't own that. Uh, the he other cha- knives, though. Um, yes, Fresh? The other changes they made were, they added... Uh, I guess like mini quests to like every area in the original there was like one find five coins and so shoot them. weird yeah in the original and there were like 12 little targets you had to shoot and if you yeah. did you got a better pistol and then yeah. that was the end of that gameplay mechanic yeah they just never did any more of them and here there's like 40 of them yeah which um, I actually am into because it encourages you a encourages you to like go through areas you've been through already and like be a little bit creative and b there's like a whole new unlocking mechanism where yeah. like there's a store that you can only use this certain currency in the store and there's guns in there and different like cases and, and all sorts of shit. So like, I, you know, it it's weird and goofy, but honestly the whole game is weird and goofy. So it, it like this freaking game, totally this freaking fits. game. This y'all. freaking game is so weird. Like what, uh, what is the, the like the translation, I guess if you want to call it the localization is good, but it's so boneheaded that it's like, okay, Leon walks up to a giant horrific <laughs> hammer and he's like, good luck finding somebody big enough to use that. <laughs> walks away. It's like, hey, Leon, are you, wait, go back, look again. You know this is going to be for somebody that's going to kick your ass here in a little bit. Have you been paying attention at all? Yeah. There's Leon. also this. There's also this weird cut between chapter two and three where there's a really creepy guy in the room with oh, you. My- and yes. then it just cuts and he's gone. 
this? Like, wait, did he leave? Did he give up? What happened? Wait, uh, Justin, you left out the best part of that, which is this giant man lifts you up, looks into your eyes. You feel like he's going to kill you. And he's like, ah, I see it likes your blood. And then it cuts away. And the next time we see Leon, he's like, my blood? And then yeah. never thinks about it again. Never thinks like, about never it. Thinks he's about so it again. fucking dumb. The number of times that you will pop the head off of a human <laughs> with a gun, and then Leon has these barks that he does where he's just like, nice. nice. Hell yes. <laughs> One down. That's uh, a human. That's a human life. Can we you talk about that for a second in a in a less joking way? I <laughs> I I know this is always a sliding scale and different things hit differently for different people. So like yeah. This is just for me personally. Um, the people in the game, the enemies in the game, don't look enough sort of like zombies to me as much as they look like tired old poor people to me. They yeah, look like sure. it's ru- like I feel like, and especially pretty early on. Leon is making some, let's say, snap judgments about who who he probably needs to bury a knife in the back of before yeah. they can turn around. There's like like right before that scene that we we're talking about with like the all out whatever, you can stealth kill an old woman that's just sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know yeah. I said I was going to be serious about it, but it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's yeah. like, man, and they're just talking. They're just talking. In a different language, they're not like zombified. Yeah. They're like yelling at you in a different. It just really it hit. It, it, we always run this risk when the graphical fatality comes to a certain point where you are having to make more specific decisions about how an enemy is presenting. And for me, the dial was just a little bit too far towards like human, and not enough towards like an abstracted well, zombie. So the. I, I agree with everything you just said because one hundred percent that all felt. Imagine very weird. my relief. There is a an an intentionality to that where, and again, I think this only lands if you think of it in contrast to Resident Evil Three, which came right before this. They wanted to have quote smart non zombie zombies because you've been fighting for the last three games these like very typical shambling zombies. And so they were like, well, what if they were people, but they are infected people and blah, 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 blah. So that was the game design rationale from a like from a actual playing the game without any context whatsoever. Yeah, it feels fucking weird. And yeah, yeah, I felt bad stabbing that poor uh, woman who was like digging hay out of a bucket. (laughs) But also uh, just just for the listeners. To really emphasize what Justin was saying, this isn't a value judgment if you like this in a video game. No. Like, it's 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 so hard to pin down why one thing is comfortable. I saw John Wick 4 last night, loved it. But I also agree with Justin in certain ways. That makes no sense. It's not yet, about the violence for me. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's, uh, he, he, let's keep using that old woman as an example. So, cause it's very early on. <laughs> that poor thing. Um, there is not a moment where he's like, I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, like yeah, some yeah. men are like, uh, ma'am, what? I'm putting you under arrest, ma'am. Like it's, it's, it's not, he's not processing that there is a dissonance between Leon's reaction and like our reaction. I, I, I really struggle with, it's not a monster. 
if it's cleaning its yard, you know? Sure. You know? Well, can I pause? Can I pause for a second? Yeah. There is one aspect that we haven't discussed is that before that scene starts, you do see the villagers crowd around a pyre and burn a police officer to death. That is true. Now, granted, the woman that we're talking about was behind the house. Pretty far from the scene of the crime. Yeah, she could have turned around and be like, what the fuck? What are you guys (laughs) fucking doing over there? (laughs) And you with the knife, what's your problem? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, this uh, dissonance existed in the original game, too. Uh, Yeah, it gets better, I would say, later on as they, like, actually attack you first. Right, well, you also reach a point where, and it's a great moment in the original because it is not really telegraphed at all where you, you know, pop pop the head off of one of these, you know, shambling villagers and a big fucking parasite worm shoots out. And it's like, holy yeah. f- shit. Uh, that kind of re- recontextualizes the, I mean, the whole thing. It does, thing. but then you've got to convince me that the parasite was like, well, May, got to get the hay out of the bucket. Yeah. Go clean <laughs> up your yard, May, for evil. <laughs> Sugar water. it's it's not like it doesn't ruin the thing like you get used to it no i know but it is like (laughs) i i it it, i think the conversation around this one got lost too because resident evil 5 was so much worse so racist wow bowser which is the one that like you were like uh, in africa yeah Yeah, that's like shooting mask wearing like tribes people i will be stunned if this is not like the last i mean we're getting to an inflection point right where they just have to be like well that and those also came out (laughs) i would be very surprised if re5 does not get remade I think it would require like a total floor Wait, to ceiling. Would you be surprised if it does or so, if it doesn't? I think it will get made. I think it I will. I think it made. will. Also, yes. uh, to confirm, it is, uh, it is an, uh, I, I think it's, oh, an imagined African country in and around a town of Kajuju. I agree with you. I mean, let's talk about that for a second because I, we had a lot of people ask the question, you know, what do they do from here? Do they, do they remake five and six? I think I think they definitely remake it. I wonder if well, they remake it because it is an opportunity to do right. And and, and yes, I think if the, if they quote remake five and especially six, I think they'll look almost entirely different. Now, plan. I would say one small correction. I think they would remake five because it would make money for them. That's probably the well, answer. Well, sorry, 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 sorry. What if we put both of our ideas together? Yeah. And by remaking five, they will make money and they continue to make money off of games that were formerly not making money. You see what I mean? It yeah. makes the whole series easier to swallow. I think they will remake five. I think there's also an opportunity that a lot of people have forgotten to remake Resident Evil One. Yeah. And also to some extent Resident Evil Zero, but certainly Resident Evil One. Now Resident Evil One did get a remake. That remake dates back to like the GameCube era. It had the original controls. It had all that stuff. The graphics were improved. But as gameplay, it was basically the same, which is to say next to unplayable. Wouldn't that feel so weird, though? Like, I mean, at that point, it would need to be a real rethink. I mean, that's what RE2 was, was a real rethink. Yeah, but it would be so, like, going all the way up to this and then be like, okay, now we're going to go back to, you know, like, weird geometry puzzles. I mean, RE2 was a total reimagining, which had some of those puzzles, but wasn't, like, extremely overwhelming, and it was great. I think there's... I I would love 
one if it was focused from the ground up as a first person game like the more recent stuff i think that would be cool but going yeah, back yeah if the first one was like that, like that that'd be interesting yeah that, yeah it, and not like what they yeah I, I i think that would be fine yeah, yeah I, I, I i said it would be okay so so oh. we got permission from Blair. All, <laughs> let's do it all that said i don't think they're ever going to make six again ever it is so despised universally that and it's and structurally it's like such a mess because it's yeah. told across like three different it gets stories to where it's like why are you like what of this are you trying to fucking wesker uh, spoiler alert wesker falls in a volcano in resident evil 5 like you're done that's the end of the story wesker's dead the end <laughs> and so that was like a good breaking point and we can all just forget six also, and the giraffe there are as a game pervert. five does have some good stuff as a game it just needs massive. Yeah, that was the co-op one, right? That, that it was yeah, it was the, the co-op the, one. That and it's some cool that. stuff. Wait, are you talking about six? Five. Five. Yeah, five. Yeah, five, I, five gameplay wise, the five was fine. It was everything else that was bad. <laughs> uh, so I agree. I think there is maybe a way to rework it if you again floor to ceiling examine the cultural implications of what that game was doing. I am not super confident that's going to happen, but I think they will remake it. Hey, while we're hanging out here, I mean, maybe I should just raise another question we got a lot of, which is, does our list of the best Resident Evil games change? It does for me. I will I mean, say I, this is, in my opinion, the best Resident Evil game ever made, like, easily for me. This And I've wow. beaten this. I've played through the whole wow. thing. I think it's definitely better than the original game, and the original game was my favorite, favorite Resident Evil game, so... Um, the, the vibe of eight is tough to top for me. I, yeah, I, they are doing some, here's what I'll say though. Some really like, how can I put this generous, like world building and like building out, like when you go to the shooting gallery in this game, it feels like a, fu- like you're in some sort of like immersive theater environment. It is it's like a pirate s- ship. <laughs> it's so cool. And there's like weird uh like a victrola type music playing and you get this staticky yeah. announcement from the the merchant and uh there's like uneaten plates of food uh, on the t- just for no re- like i don't know why who was here doing this but it's like it's such a like rich world um that they've built out it's really really cool to see yeah i i, I agree i mean eight is definitely my favorite i i still have a lot more to play of this and it could change i think I like the the cheesy, corny, weird pulpiness turned up a little bit higher, and eight does that for me. I also just like the like the chapter vibe of eight worked for me really well and didn't wear out its welcome. I'm I completely understand why this is the the preferred best Resident Evil game because on a pure like historical level, if I think about like what did this do for games, it is a trip going and playing this and seeing how well it does the kind of Resident Evil go here, solve a few things, shoot a thing, few things in the head, um, go to the next place formula. It does it so, 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 so well. I just I, I just like a giant baby chasing me, you know? Yeah, like yeah sometimes sure. Reasonable. You can only baby. get that in one game. Sure. Griffin, how about, how about you? I, I, I can't remember <laughs> you I mean, I want to play more of it. Uh, I didn't have a ton of time to put into the game, but I mean, it's it's stellar and it's uh, it's really catching all of the some of my favorite shit. I'll t- I'll, t- I'll be honest. I feel like my excitement for this is dampered a little bit by um, the RE4 VR that I played. Yeah. At what feels like like a couple months ago. 
yeah. uh, just because that was a really cool interpretation. It's hard for me to separate, like, I loved the Wii version of Resident Evil 4, like having motion controls in, in that world uh, made it feel like a lot more immersive. Um, but that being said, like, there's, there is so much improved here, and it is a so much more sort of, it is way more pleasant to play uh, than it ever has been. And so I, I'm uh, all, all about that. I, I, do, I do have a very special place in my heart for RE7, um, just because that game was so such a weird little horror movie uh, that was such a departure from the rest of them in the same way that 4 is. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm ba 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 loving it. It's great. These games are good. Yeah, I They're think that's good. a good place really to like, They're um, great games. Why, why are more people not doing this? Like, it just seems like it's right there. Well, I think we, we are <laughs> just in the age games. where they're doing it. So, like, uh, fucking Metroid Prime Remastered yeah, and man. Dead Space Dark, and Dead this. Space. Like, this is the only the beginning of, Demon I think, Souls. more and more people doing this. Just keep seeing well, these games. Justin, what you really mean is why aren't people making more good games? No. You know? I mean, like, why not just, just make, make the best games, games of all time? and make them fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that one's not... pretty good, too. Yeah, that's good. It, it, I think it will only become more popular as people realize that, like, it's way easier to sell people something that they already love and you can make it cleaner and more fun. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is going to be a model for the coming next 10 years is going to be like a bunch of these each year. Going from Metal Gear into this is definitely like has 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 made me think about this, like that disparity, like and how hard that was to find and play. This is just such a nice like way of keeping what this game is alive and just having it in front of a whole other group of people. Like, I, I think it's so cool. I know it's very different, but still. How bad do you want the Metal Gear remakes by a team like this? I mean, I'm really torn about it because it is such a specific thing, right? Like, it's so, I don't know. It would be cool, though. I, I Yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. give me. I'll, I'll buy it. Fine. You win. You twisted my arm. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, other other stuff, you know? There's other stuff. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, 
Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockandmoney.com slash besties. Zelda's back, and this time he's got all kinds of new tools in his toolkit. Fucking Thank God Zelda is finally back. We've Zelda's back, him. and it's ba- it's basically this time, folks. This time, they're doing a Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts with it. This time, <laughs> and I could not be more excited for Breath of the, Breath of the Wild 2 Tears of the Kingdom. It's not um, called that, but go on. It is called that. It's not called it Breath called of the that. Wild 2. It is called that. <laughs> now, this game <laughs> comes out in six weeks as we're recording. This is about six wild. weeks. And I cannot think of a single example of a game, especially a game this big, yeah. that has waited this long to show actual gameplay of what the game is. Yeah. Um, six weeks out, and this is the first time we're seeing it, actual, like, what Link does from a yeah. day-to-day basis. So what we're, what we're talking about here is they just showed um, a 13-minute gameplay section earlier this week, right? And even that, it, it's there's because any other studio would be like, hey, here's a demo of the first level, and they're like, um, hey, uh, the, Link's walking around. What if we mixed a stick and a stone and he had a giant-ass hammer to kill people with? Yeah. Well, anyway, look at the sky. Hey, what if Link could reverse time and fly up objects into the sky. There's like, it seems like no rhyme or reason. I'm sure they thought a lot about it, but it feels like they just listed off the first 10 things that came to mind and like, oh yeah, we didn't get around to showing you like levels or characters or anything. I I don't think that's the point. Let me just take a step back and I'm going to explain like what his actual things are. So in the trailer, they basically showed like three or four big tent pole abilities. So Chris Plant mentioned a few of them. One of them, you can reverse time. So an object, let's say a boulder rolls down a hill, you whatever, use your power on it, and it'll roll back up the hill exactly in the same position that it was in previously. So in this case, Link uses it to like levitate a rock that fell off a flying sky island back up to the sky island, and he basically rides the rock back up to get access to the sky island. So that was that, the first of maybe 18 times in this 13 minute presentation where I was like, that's fucking cool. Yes, yeah. that that's cool. Um, another like more simple one was the idea that any time there's a ceiling, you can boop your way right through that ceiling. You just like melt, melt your way up there, which was <laughs> odd, but 
I guess could be useful, certainly. Well, um, I mean, it solves for climbing big cliffs, right? Yeah. That seems to be the idea. But but you need a cave. So if there's no cave, yeah. you still have to climb that cliff. Yeah, there's a, the power can only be used if you have a ceiling above you. So you can't just use it to fly 200 feet up in the air. Um, and these, when we talk about these abilities, what we uh, what it seems like, at least, is that this is Tears of the Kingdom's sort of uh, new stuff that is like the cry, cryo power of the first yeah, one. Yeah, like the ice power. The frozen block or the, or the yeah. magnesis power right. or uh, the, the time freeze power. Like these are these appear to be just that. And um, that's the reason this demo is presented that way is because honestly, people don't care about the levels. All they care about is what sort of toolkit do I have to like fuck with this world? Because people yeah, are already the bought in. Shit. Because, yeah. You have I mean, Zelda, who, the, the people who make the dungeons better than literally anyone else. I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably the least interesting thing that we've got do, going on. I'm sorry. Do you guys feel like they're obfuscating anything by with these like weird sort of reveals? Do you think there's some sort of big thing that they're keeping a lid on or yes. I hope so like, man yes yeah. yeah i think so i mean oh, we don't man. we still don't know like the structure of the game are there like shrines are you spending like dozens of hours combing through shrines to get waypoints to blah blah blah, blah. we don't kn- know what the beat to beat is which is super fucking thrilling to me I, it's really the, wild too that they're willing to put together like in this demo first off Link's nipples. I mean, what are we doing? Oh, I didn't <laughs> so, even see. Yeah, Link has nipples in this one, yeah. and you can see them for free. And the other thing about it is <laughs> Not even some of these weapons look so fucking stupid. <laughs> I love it. Like the giant pitchfork looks so dumb. Yeah, yes. so there's and a new hilarious. ability called Fuse, which lets you merge two items together. The first example they did was a, a stick, like just a twig you find on the ground, and you merge it with a giant boulder, and it becomes a stick rock, and now you can use a stick rock on people. And yeah, Justin, what was the the big stick? It was like a giant pitchfork that they put another stick on top of. It looked like a a, 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 a some sort of like fan video. Like it looked it like looked, look at this. It dumb looked like shit he was gonna go do. clean the pool. It yeah. did like, look like a pool cleaner. <laughs> he this, and then he just puts it on his back. He puts this fourteen foot long pitchfork just like it is in his uh, sheath. It's fucking hysterical. And it's like, hey, also you can shoot homing eyeballs at birds if you want. Like, yes. this is a Zelda game. What do you do? At one point, they put a big mushroom on a shield, and then when Link blocks an attack with it, the mushroom explodes and sends like smoke everywhere, so that he can get a stealth kill. It like it's it that that is probably the thing that gets me most excited about it. They also showed off an enemy that took like a big board. And fused it to a stick and just made a huge fan that they used to just knock Link all over. Like, if if that's what they showed in this very brief sort of gameplay snippet, oh my, my mind is reeling at, like, the the, the possibilities. And we haven't even say, talked about the other the one machines, big feature. The, the, the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts oh, of it. I just yeah. want to mention that all this stuff leaves me, like, all that weapon and all the crafting and all that stuff leaves me feeling really cold. Uh, I don't want to be creative in a video game. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a joke. But you know there's going to be like the Scribblenauts like black hole solution that's going to just be fucking dominate everything. And that's what is like, that's why it's kind of pointless. Like, just tell me what the best, just give me the Master Sword and I'll just use that on See, the enemies. I, 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 I really like Polygon.com, come, come to our guides. Here's what you do. Yeah. Come to our guides. Put them on your browser and then just keep refreshing them for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm just not that interested in all these sorts of like having to make creative ways to uh, go against problems in a Zelda game. Like I want it to be a more 
curated experience uh for that's what i enjoy I, in games so it it'll do kinda, both though right like yeah 100 percent. okay I, well, that's, that's my relief i guess <laughs> miyamoto's <Yeah>. on <laughs> thank I, you so much for for making me feel better about it i understand that i also feel like the best time i had with breath of the wild is when i played it on master mode which really requires you to use those sort of like survival uh, mechanics in in the game to to progress uh, if that's not uh, like, I don't think there's, I don't know that I don't, I don't think that this is actually going to be the Zelda game that that you you want it to be. If that kind of like lateral thinking shit is does does not appeal to you, uh, for me that is what made Breath of the Wild so cool, and I think it's what, I, I, you know, based on what they showcased in this gameplay preview, like it seems like they are taking all of the shit that people goofed around with yeah. months after the game came out. And you would see these things, people like, saying like, "I'm going to make a, a a raft, a flying raft out of this wooden board and these four balloons that I can stick to it." Well, now you can do that, and you can put a fucking engine on it, and you can put a, a yoke on it to steer, and you can build like your own hot air balloons to explore with. Like yeah. they are, I am like mind blown that they are leaning as hard into that stuff as as much as it appears it, like they are. Hoops, I can I can relate to you because this doesn't work for me when it takes a lot of time and you don't always get interesting solutions when you take a risk and make an idea. And I think like the previous Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, maybe you've heard of it. The cooking is what I feared this would be, which is like, okay, you have to collect items, then you have to go to a fire, then you have to randomly cook, and you don't really know what it's going to make. There's like some logic between what you mix items wise, but not a lot. This one, it feels to me like everything is, I don't know, it, you just put two things together and it, it turns into something that you kind of would imagine it would. And some of that's very literal, like the, hey, it's it's a stick plus a, a spike and that makes it a really long spike. Um, but I thought the stuff like eyeball plus arrow equals seeking arrow, it's just very clever. And and most importantly, it's instant. It's not the yeah. um, the cooking thing, which where I have to watch a whole little cutscene to make it happen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, I think they're going to be very smart about quality of life stuff as well in this, where like cooking, for example, in the original, you had to like keep a guide up to remember how to make like fish fillet and shit like that. And yeah. I think here it'll be maybe just like a list you pick from once you cook something once, it instantly like knows what to pull from. Yeah, I, I hope they don't do that. I hope they still really need a guide. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, specifically a, a polygon.com but, but I think guide. the building always stuff. always a better way, right? Uh, yeah, a sure. Better way. The, the building stuff is just an evolution of like the toolkit that they made in the first game where they mm -hmm. spent so much time making sure that objects like physically react properly where like metal conducts uh -huh. electricity and so on and so forth that it, this feels like a total like obvious evolution even though no one necessarily called that this is what they were going to do yeah and i love so. that i love that, that that stuff like the i'm gonna make a flying raft was like dumb icing on the cake stuff yeah. in the original breath of the wild like it's a thing you can do like you don't instead of climbing this mountain what if you could uh you know uh attach a balloon to this thing and just sort of float up it wouldn't that be silly oh it worked cool in this one it's like hey you can make a flying balloon raft it's not like oh i wonder if i could do that it's like this is the system that we have designed for you in enjoy uh, yeah i can't i can't i almost didn't watch it because i wanted I know. I to kind of go way. in like completely 
surprised by all of these things, but I'm actually really glad I did because now for the next six weeks, my brain is going to be like spinning on like, well, I wonder what other kind of shit I can make. I wonder what kind of uh, weapons I can put together. I wonder uh, if that time reversal power works on like enemies or what other kind of big stuff can I use to unexplode a barrel? Like, um, I can't wait, man. I'm yeah, so, it so, looks super so stoked. It, I will say the only thing that is slightly, slightly dulling my enthusiasm is that this Nintendo Switch chip is now, I don't know, almost 10 years old, nine years <laughs> old at this point. Yeah. And there were definitely moments in Breath of the Wild where it was like really having a tough time running it. And I do not know how it's going to handle like all this new physical interaction. I mean, Russ, are you confirming exclusively that the Switch 2 will launch alongside Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> here on this episode of the besties no i'm not confirming that because i don't think it will this is your 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 point for me really stuck out and it's not going to affect the game but the they're like oh look there's an island in the sky let's get closer to look at it and then there's a mountain between you and the island in the sky and as you are looking at that island the mountain begins to pop in like all the foliage (laughs) begins to pop in and it's not going to break the game i know it'll be fine it doesn't really bother but it, yeah. it, it's a thing where it, it's more just like, oh, yeah, I, I can really see the age and the compromise that they're having to make to get this thing out. And when the Switch 2 does come out one day, I don't know, 500 years from now. It's called the it's Mitch. It's going to look great on it. <laughs> the Mitch. It's called the what? The, the Mitch. 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 <laughs> He's friendlier. It's called the Mitch. Uh, I, am, I am super pumped. Uh, I don't know when Linkle's going to be in it, but I think... It's a pretty much a lot. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. God willing. Um, do we have mail? Yeah, we, we've got some mail. Let me just open this mailbag one second. Okay, we answered that one already. Okay, we answered that one. Uh, wow, we actually just kind of answered every question. So thank you to Ghost Cake, Lily Little Lamb, and uh, Kuru Run because they asked stuff that we've talked about. Uh, here's, here's, here's one we haven't talked about. Nano asked, what other series would you like to get the same remaster treatment Capcom is giving Resident Evil? I already said Metal Gear Solid, so I'll throw it to everybody else. I mean, that's the obvious one, is Metal Gear Solid. Well, I'm glad I said it. Uh, I mean, they're doing my, like, uh, Final Fantasy. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Obviously, those games are at a much different scale than a Resident Evil game, as evidenced by the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake is like, a little bit of Final Fantasy VII. Um, but I've got are... it. A go Legend go. of the River King. Ooh, now that would be hot <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. That would be hot shit. Where's I'd that Switch? It. And we don't need a lot out of that. Where's that Switch remake, though? Do you want to tell people what that is? Because that's Yeah, not sure. A... It is a Game Boy you game. You play it on Switch, right? It was like a Game Boy uh, RPG fishing game where you just like go around fish and stuff yeah. and, it, and it fucking ruled. I'll do that with Journey of the Prairie King. I mean, if I... Yeah. You know, five yeah. Ooh, fucking Shinmu in the like Yakuza engine. Oh yeah, oh, that would go down real smooth. Um, Th- that's kind of I. That's one of those things that you say out loud, and I'm like, wait, how hasn't that happened? Yeah, Final like Streets of Rage is a MOBA. Streets of Rage <laughs> is a MOBA is a really bad idea. <laughs> it's just as good as yours. No, it's I think better, mine was way better actually. <laughs> it's better, baby. <laughs> Um, hey, th- that's that. Let's talk about honorable mentions because yes. Griffin 
you've been playing Octopath, and I and I need to hear your thoughts on it. A, a little bit, yeah. I've I've uh, I I haven't unlocked everyone yet. Uh, that's a that game is a, a bit of a slow start, but it is cl- it is finally clicking with me. Um, it it is. Uh, Are you honestly, talking about Octopath? Octopath two. Traveler. Octopath two. Traveler two. Guys, this um, isn't like. Scarjo, like we do need to say the entire name of this <laughs> sure, fucking niche JRPG. Thank you. Um, it's great. It's very cool. The combat I am kind of obsessed with. Um, if you didn't play the original Octopath, uh, it does. It has a system of like elemental weaknesses or like weapon type weaknesses that every enemy has a few of. Um, and you kind of figure out their weaknesses as you fight against them, and you kind of chip away at their armor as you hit them with stuff that they are weak to in an attempt to break them and make them lose their turn and open them up for, like, a counterattack. Meanwhile, you also have this, like, energy system that you're accruing every round that you can just sort of, like, burn to do, like, a super, super strong attack. Uh, And... That that those systems were in the first game, but I I am finding them much easier to engage with this time around for whatever reason. Uh, and the like constant like strategic decisions you are having to make in turn based combat, which is one of the more sort of brain dead ways to uh, fight against enemies in a video game is is really really tickling my fancy. Like trying to figure out like okay, this guy has this super powerful spell that costs a lot of mana. Uh, or a lot of MP, but if I can break this guy, then I can burn all my energy on the next turn and just fucking nuke him from orbit. It is so satisfying uh, every, every time. Uh, they also have like subclasses in the game that like yeah. essentially doubles the the amount of like strategic character building decisions that you're making as you go along. Um, I still don't like the structure of the game. I still don't like, here's eight eight disconnected stories. Uh, I just, I, I, I will never, I think, click with that in the same way that I would click with, here's the story we're going to tell you, but from a just pure game perspective, it is, uh, I'm having a pretty fun time with it. We are going to do a deeper dive on that and also Dredge, which I know Justin has been playing, um, on Resties, uh, which goes up on Tuesday. So just keep an eye out for that. But, um, yeah, Justin, you, you've been playing Dredge, I know. Yeah, bud. Uh, Dredge is fucking good. <laughs> it's a, yeah. uh, oh man, like explaining it will ruin. It's a, it's a game where you're piloting a small fishing boat in a sort of, uh, you, a gothic, you can say Lovecraftian. It's Lovecraftian in all the trailers in the world, and, yeah. right? Where, um, at first it's very, uh, there's a lot of, um, it's a very crunchy interface. I would say there's lots of like, uh, the, the fishing is very, uh, it's, it's, Fairly Tactile. rote, I would say, but it, it it feels tangible. Like you have to find places in your boat to store not just your equipment, but your fish. And the fish have to fit around the equipment that you have installed. And you can catch different fish and better fish that let you upgrade your uh, fishing accoutrement. But uh, aside from the sort of like fishing concerns that are, are you would expect, there's also this aspect of trying to manage the horrific environment that you have find yourself uh, thrust into, which looks like uh, better protection for your boat, better lights to keep whatever is hiding in the dark at bay. 
as things get darker, um, you start to wrestle with your sanity in a very sort of Lovecraftian fashion. It's it's a really good juxtaposition that sounds weird, but once you're in it and you realize this idea of like what's below the 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 surface and like the isolation of being alone in in the ocean in this boat um, is actually a really good match for that sort of Lovecraftian setting. Um, it is also really interestingly open-ended. Like Russ and I have been texting back and forth about this. It doesn't necessarily show you everything it's going to be doing right up top. And that's really cool. Like the deeper you get into it, it starts to like, it slowly peels back the layers in a way that never, uh, or at least has not to this point for me, started to feel like sort of, um, you know, checking the boxes, like you know exactly what each sort of like loop is going to uh, to provide. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool uh, experience that is not super intense. Like it's sort of, you know, you can play it, safer or you know a little riskier but um it is fairly chill but it's a it's a cool counterpoint to the fishing to have this like this horror element involved but it's called dredge it's really really neat yeah i've been playing on the steam deck it's it's a great steam deck uh game yeah but it's coming out to basically all platforms and and again we are we'll plant and i do a bit of a deeper dive into it on tuesday so look out for that i i do also want to mention as long as i'm doing mine um on plants recommendation i've been watching um psych odyssey which is the it's the follow-up to double fine adventure it is a i i don't want to over i don't think i can oversell it like honestly y'all it it is a it is a staggering achievement it it is and it but beyond that it's like so valuable like it's like su- such a valuable artifact to exist i've been writing about games for my entire adult life like even beforehand like right i started doing video game reviews when i was 13 years old i learned so m- i feel like my understanding of how games are made went from like five percent to ten per- like it doubled the amount of understanding i have of this process it is so valuable. I think that you should have to watch this entire series before you're allowed to like write anything about video games on any forum on the planet. It made me feel here. Here's the weirdest thing about it. It made me feel retroactively guilty for being a video game critic. And like the, the amount of thought that you see that goes into like every aspect of a game. And I know this is just one studio, so it's a narrow sliver, right? But in a world where we have very limited insight into the process of how video games are made, it's still uh, incredibly valuable. But seeing how much thought goes into like art was a good example for me of like, I never had a good vocabulary for when I was a critic of like how to write about the aesthetics of a video game. And it makes every time I wrote like, it looks really good, but sometimes it's clipping. Like it makes me feel like such an asshole (laughs) in retrospect for not being sort of like, uh, not putting one, one thousandth of the thought. Um, a lot of people put into, um, these games. It is dramatic. It is humane. It is a pleasure to watch. I mean, it's fucking 20 hours long or something like that. I mean, it is, it is massive in scope. Like it covers, many years of of the development process i'm so so thrilled that it exists and i i can't recommend it enough cool well i'm playing dark souls 3 again it's great (laughs) and i i'm i'm playing octopath traveler 2 and i absolutely love it griffin we'll talk about it later of which class you started with have you gotten to the pokemon class no ah see i started with the pokemon class 
Griffin yeah. actually the, teaches Pokemon the, classes. So the, yeah, I, I teach it. Pokemon yeah. 101. I teach it at NYU. No big deal. Um, no, you, it's a wildling who lives on an island and starting the game by capturing any enemy you want and then using them against everybody else feels pretty cool. I like this game a lot. Cool. I think we've done it. Uh, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Boyer Boy, JJS84, and Little Pig Boy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for writing reviews for the besties oh, on yeah. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I can't make those up. Uh, Plant, recap what we've talked about. Okay, this week we talked a lot about Resident Evil 4 Remake and just kind of all the Resident Evil games in general. We also talked about the new Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom. It's a Zelda sequel. And we uh, we answered your questions about, you know, what other games would we like to see remade? We also recommend Octopath Traveler 2 and Dredge both of which we will be talking about on Resties next Tuesday. Uh, Psych Odyssey from Double Fine, which we talked about on uh, Resties, like, I don't know, like two weeks ago, if you want to get, like, a hour of summary on that and why it's so awesome for literally everyone to watch. I'm going to go one step further than Justin. I think if you want to have a job in any creative space, you should watch this. It creatively this energized me. Like, I felt more grateful to be in creative meetings after it. Like, I I, I don't know, man. It It, it is... I I already said my piece. It's yeah, you, you learn like lessons that could take years to learn. I like in an office for this sort of job in this documentary. It's incredible. And then also Dark Souls 3, because why not? All right. That is going to do it for us for this week on The Besties. Be sure to join us again next time for The Besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!